Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage and Martinis. First, I have to say happy Pride Month. And we have done quite a few episodes in our four and a half years doing the podcast having to do with LGBTQ and Pride. And especially, as you know, we are the parents of a lesbian daughter. Uh, And that has been really an incredibly amazing, wonderful, um, informative journey for us as parents. And it's taught us so much about what it means to be unconditionally accepting of people um, and has sort of shifted our whole life philosophy. And um, I guess one thing that I've learned in my 45 years on this planet is um, that if someone is doing something that isn't bothering you, that isn't hurting you, that doesn't affect your life in any way, um, leave it alone. Either be supportive or um, just let it be, right? It's like how you say, With people on the internet, you know, why do they stop and say mean things when they could just keep scrolling? Um, I feel that way in life, too. I'm always so baffled by why anyone wants to make any kind of marginalized community even um, feel less safe than they already do, less... Um, understood than they already do. Why? Why are we doing that? Um, I don't understand it with all of the issues and problems in the world today. I just cannot understand why anybody doesn't leave marginalized communities alone or help them. Um, And I feel that way very much about the LGBTQ community. I feel like why is more love not good love, right? That's all we want in the world, more love. Um, So to me, it's a no-brainer. Let people love in the way that they feel is right, is necessary. Um, And if they're not hurting anybody, then let's just support it. So anyway, now that I've given my little spiel at the beginning of Pride Month, um, I have to say that I was so excited to talk to my friend Linda Fruits and her partner, uh, Maddie, and sitting down with the two of them, for me, 
was really special because I do worry about uh, my daughter one day being able to live a life that's full and magical and um, accepting of others from others. And I worry about it. You know, I do in um, many levels because we do live in a very judgmental and um, oftentimes non-inclusive world. And so the journey of Linda um, from when she came out, which if you haven't listened to episode 186, I highly recommend you do that. Uh, Lesbian TikTok changed my life. It's not necessary to listen to, to understand this episode and to, um, you know, understand the complete picture because Linda does give a really good synopsis of what had happened prior to meeting Maddie and, um, you know, and that journey. But um, to me, what they have together and what they've found is so beautiful. Um, And Linda and Maddie talk all about how they have started their family in a way that is extremely atypical. Um, And Linda will give all the details about how her um, co-parent, her former husband, has now become the father of um, another child who uh, Maddie just gave birth to. And when I recorded this episode, the baby hadn't been born yet, but he has a healthy baby boy. Um, And they are absolutely loving life right now. And they are exhausted and all the things that new parents feel. Um, But again, they are the uh, epitome of a modern family. They are not, um, in any sense of the word, the typical nuclear family, but they have big love and big happiness. And um, I think it's just the most wonderful thing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I absolutely love it. Go check out Linda at the Fruits of Motherhood on Instagram and Linda and Maddie together at the Gross Fruits. Um, Also, uh, check out Linda's book, Mom Life, that is um, available anywhere you get books. And also, um, if you love this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the Marriage of Martinis podcast on Apple, or you can rate it on Spotify. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, All of our ratings and reviews are organic, and that is rare. Um, So please just, you know, if you have a moment, it would mean so much to us. And enjoy this episode with Linda and Maddie. Hi, Linda. Hi, Maddie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. This is um. This is like feels very special because I, when it comes to you guys, I feel like even though Linda, we've been friends because of Instagram and everything. Like I feel like I've been watching your journey together, and it is the sweetest thing ever. Um, but w- when you were on, you were on. I think we just said what about a year ago, maybe. Yeah. I saw. Has it really? But was is it really just a year that you um like with the whole TikTok? It's been, it's been longer. It's been two years. So I think we talked. No, I don't think we talked since um like you had you had told your husband and everything, but you hadn't started really dating or anything it's yet. Been two years. 
Two years. Oh my gosh. All right. So for anybody who didn't listen to the, um, you know, the TikTok episode and everything, which I hope everyone will, and I'll link to that. Can you just give a little background about, you know, who you are, what this journey has been? Um, so my name is Linda Fruits. I have a Instagram platform that I've been posting on for about five years now. Um, and I came out two years ago, my husband and I were struggling with intimacy, like, you know, a lot of people do. So for a long time, I thought that was totally normal. And it took me 32 years to figure out what TikTok figured out in probably like 15 minutes is that I was definitely gay uh, because it just kept showing me uh, what everyone likes to call lesbian talk, right? So it's just like not a separate app, which a lot of people ask me, what is lesbian talk? No, it's on TikTok. It just knows what you like to watch. Um, and so I realized at one point that I felt like I was hiding something from Christopher. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe it's time I need to talk to him. <laughs> and um, at the time I thought maybe I was just bisexual. And so that was like the first stepping stone into this self journey. And, um, then I quickly realized that that was not the case because I really dove into myself and all of my past relationships and why they all ended. And, you know, I just asked myself, I think for the first time, like, what do I want? And, um, the, that was the answer. <laughs> How old were you when, when this happened? I was 32. Right. I'm 32 because I'm about to turn 34. So the math checks out. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you guys had been together for like, what, like five years or something? <laughs> um, me and Christopher? Yeah. It was, it's like eight something. Math is not my um Either. <laughs> But you had or, been together for a while. You were young when you got yeah. together and you had yeah. two kids. Yes. Um, Because I had baby fever like really, really bad. And truthfully, my mom was like, well, I want to pay for your wedding. And I was like, okay, so we're going to get married and then have kids. Right. So it was like, I was going to do it out of order. And then we did it in order. Like, you know, society tells us to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about after you told him the last time that we spoke, you just knew that you were like ready to embrace this new life. And Christopher was supporting you, even though it had been bumpy, you know, at first when you told him, obviously, because that's a big, you know, change for anybody. Um, so what happened after that? Like, what was the, because I'm so dying to know, like you two, obviously, I mean, first of all, you can't get close enough when you're like, sitting <laughs> together. it's the cutest thing ever. Um, and Maddie will introduce you in one minute, but I was wondering before we do what after, was there a period of time before you met Maddie, where you were like, I need to make up for lost time and like, date all the women and do all the things. Yeah. So the first four months of this new life, um, I wanted to be like super selfish. I would just wanted to think of myself and, you know, not care about anyone else's needs. Right. Because being a mom and then also feeling like I've been just giving so much that I wasn't receiving. Um, I felt burnt out just in general, just like relationships, you know, because I was trying so hard to do all the things and it was, it was just burnt out definitely. And so Christopher actually started dating first, um, which I think was really great for like 
the dynamics of us, right? Because I'm the one who's like, I'm gay. And then I was like, but that gives him opportunity to go out and start like actually sleeping with other people, you know, because at the time that there was nothing happening at home. Right. And so, um, you know, him going out on dates, like we had a lot of like conversations, you know, cause it's like, I don't have friends to talk about this kind of stuff with, like not everybody goes through this, this part of life. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but overall, like once we got over that rough patch right like the the grieving of our marriage the grieving of things changing and then like defining who we were what did this mean for us things were really great um as great as they could possibly be like I couldn't have asked for things to go any smoother um and we don't want things to go perfect right because perfect is not real and we expect bumps right I enjoy overcoming obstacles apparently and um it was no different but it was really great afterwards he loves Maddie um you know has always been super supportive actually I'll tell you a story about um like these two dates that I went on and this was then we can introduce Maddie right after that because I went on a date with a girl who I was like kind of dating long distance and she was coming into town and she got a hotel room and she's like you know no pressure but I want to hang out with you obviously and so we did. And, you know, we made out and I felt nothing. At your first time making out with a woman? No. <laughs> I mean, I used to kiss a lot of girls uh, when I was drunk and in high school, like that was, that was me. So it wasn't, but it was with different intentions. Right. And so I didn't uh, feel anything. So the next day, uh, Christopher's like, how did it go? You know? And I was like, you know, not as I expected, you know? Um, and I was questioning whether or not I really was gay. Right. You know, just because like, that's just what you do, you know? And so that's why when I met Maddie um, and we kissed and I felt all the fireworks that I didn't know existed. Like I didn't know that people felt that when they kissed people uh, and I'll, that's why um, I held on to her as tight as I possibly could when I, <laughs> All right, well, Maddie, now you need like a huge introduction because we've like hyped it up so much. But <laughs> so, all right, so Maddie, you come into the picture. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you and your background and like, you know, but before you met, what was life like? Yeah, um, so I'm Maddie Gross and um, I am 36 six years old now um our birthdays are coming up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have been out uh since like fifth grade I came out uh, pretty early in life um and I was dating uh someone and I had broken up with them probably about I think around the same time frame yeah, it was like four, like four months, months of being of healing I we call that our, our healing yeah yeah healing era um and i was you know enjoying my single life and uh a friend of mine was like hey we need to get you on the apps da, da, da. there's this new app called her and i was like okay fine you know so we made myself an app that night and then like the next day i was at work and i was like let me check this out i started swiping and i came across linda's profile and i honestly thought that she was made up like it was like I'm gonna get a catfish. I was like, "There's no way this girl's real." It's like so beautiful. <laughs> um, 
So I swiped right. And then I think I got a notification later. I don't know who, who, if it tells you who swipes right first. But anyway, she swiped right. And we started talking. And uh, we decided to go on our first date then. But it was like night. very minimal. I was like, hey, do you want to meet up tonight? <laughs> I am so excited to tell you about what has become, I think, one of my top five favorite products that I've purchased of all time. And I don't say that as an exaggeration. For those of you who follow the podcast, you know that back in October, our kitten Thumper got out and was lost for eight days. And that time was excruciating. For any of you who have ever had a pet get lost, you know what that feels like. It is awful. As soon as Thumper came back, I purchased Tractive, which is an app that allows you to follow your pet, your cat, your dog. If they get out, or if they go too far, or if they're somewhere dangerous, you'll always know. Tractive has been life, like life-changing for us, and I, I mean that fully. All of us, all five of us, are on the app for Family Share, and we can all track exactly where Thumper is all the time. 34% of pet owners lose their pets at least once. Tractive GPS connects to AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile LTE across the United States. LTE provides the longest range of any cellular band and updates to your phone regardless of how far away you might be, even across the world. Tractive devices work in 150 plus countries. It has so many amazing features. You can create a virtual fence and if your pet steps outside of that virtual fence, you get an alert and then you can go live and see exactly where your pet is at all times. Live mode means that you never have to worry that your cat or dog has gone somewhere dangerous or too far before you can get an exact location and go get them. And Tractive is only $49 and monthly plans start as low as $5 a month. That's $49 for complete peace of mind about your pet. And plans start as low as $5 a month. Head to Tractive.com, T-R-A-C-T-I-V-E.com and put in code MARTINI for 20% off. That's Tractive.com, T-R-A-C-T-I-V-E.com code martini for 20% off. And yes, it really works. I promise you, you are going to thank me so much as soon as you start using it. You will absolutely love it. Tractive.com. This was, you had date, you had gone out with this one other girl. Yeah. And that was sort of like the only date experience since you had told Christopher. Yeah. And so I, I was just, you know, looking to like have some fun, meet some people in the area. Like th- there was no pressure and no um, expectations, I guess. Is and Maddie, point. you said you came out in fifth grade, which is around the time actually my daughter came out. Um, and were, were you in a very supportive community? Like were your parents supportive, friends and everything? Has this been sort of like a journey that has just felt comfortable for you? Yeah, I think overall I've had a really... Um, easy time with me coming out. I think it was also very obvious when I was younger. Um, so I don't think it was a huge surprise. Of, of course, I, you know, I did go through the, the whole phase stage of my mom thinking, you know, this is a phase, you'll grow out of it. And I think it was a couple of years later when she kind of was like, okay, this is probably not a phase. And it's, you know, but she very supportive. Um, yeah, my, 
brother as well. Um, you know, I, I, I fell into a group of friends. Uh, I found some some like uh, some, some lesbian friends, and you know that, that kind of helped a lot. Um, school sometimes was a little difficult because at school I didn't have that many uh, lesbian friends there. There wasn't a huge community in our school um, until I got to like late middle high school, and then more girls started experimenting and wanting to see what uh, gay world was all about. <laughs> And then um, were you nervous at all that that Linda had just come out? Like, was that on your minds at all? Like, here I've been for so long and I'm so comfortable and Linda is just sort of starting this path. Uh, I wouldn't say nervous. I, um, most of the women that I, I have dated in the past are, are have been straight or had uh, not dated women in the past or recently realized that they might like women. Uh, so that was not an issue at all for me um you know learning about her living situation and everything that was you should say the part where you ask me if I want to date other people yeah (laughs) (laughs) well also I was like I did you know getting out of a marriage so I was like do you are you sure you don't want to like maybe date around a little bit first to like make sure you know because I I wanted her to um you know to I guess to be secure in, in 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 her uh decision to be exclusive with me (laughs) Aww. I don't fall into the uh, straight category. No, 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 you don't, which is great because none <laughs> of the other ones went down. <laughs> and how about you, Linda, when you, after you came out, like, I know you were a little bit nervous about family and everything. How has that been since, especially with, you know, the progression? Actually, it's exactly the same. Nothing has changed. Like the same people feel the same way. It's the same two years later, which is fine, um, you know, because where I'm at mentally and emotionally is far better. Like, I just don't need the approval from, you know, right. Those people. You know, I definitely like growing up as like a people pleaser, that would have been a problem, you know, back in the day, so to speak. But like, I found this sort of like confidence, happiness, self-awareness that is worth everything, you know, to me. So it's, it doesn't matter. Right. And I feel like that's how we find who our people are in life and who they aren't in life, which is, exactly. yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, cause I, I do talk to moms who go through the same thing as I do. They message me all the time and they always, te- there's always like someone that is unapproving. And I'm always like, here's the thing, no matter who it is, it just might mean that they're not supposed to be in your life. And it, depending on who that is, that might be harder to accept or take longer to accept, but being yourself should never come at a cost of someone else's, how they feel, because the, it's not going to go away. <laughs> I <Right>. try. <laughs> right, right. No, of course, because I think a lot of people listening to this right now, you know, male or female, um, I think that there is this thing where, you know, we've done what we were supposed to do our whole lives, right? Like you said, you did it the way you, it was supposed to be. You got married, you had the kid, all the stuff. I checked all the boxes and totally. I was saying something. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and um, Adam and I talk about that on the podcast a lot too, because I think that, you know, we both did that too. We were, you know, I was always supposed to marry like the Jewish boy. And, you know, for me, it was like the younger, it was like, I was winning something if I was like the yeah. first to get married, yeah, you know, absolutely. like oh, here I am, I'm secure and all this stuff. And, you know, and, and while now, you know, we had this amazing marriage, like I think for a really long time, it definitely, you know, 
made things really hard because I think there was a certain point where we were like, whoa, are we doing this for everybody else? Yeah. When you get to a certain point and you're like, okay, now that's not how I want to live. But I think a lot of people listening are probably like, "I I can't do it. I can't leave you know, the life I have now, there will be too much sacrifice between my kids and, you know, my partner, you know, you, you got very, very, you're very blessed that you have such a, you know, um, such a supportive partner. Um, And I think that people are like, it's just not worth it. It's too much. It's going to be too much, too much struggle, too much, um, you know, too much shame, too much like to unpack. And what do you say to people who think that and for both from both of you? Yeah, well, um, for me, one, I felt exactly the same way. And it feels impossible before you start on this journey, right? But it doesn't happen all in a day. It takes time, takes everybody time for you to tell them for you to figure out what works best for you. But overall, the moms who have reached out to me and have gone through this, the outcome has been more positive than not. You just don't know how people are going to react. And we always expect the worst, you know, that's like just human nature, but it's not going to be that bad. And it is absolutely worth it um, to feel that connection that you probably always longed for, or it, you know, or just that what you've been missing your whole life. It's like, there's a, there's a piece out there that your other puzzle pieces are works when you first kissed that like, like everybody wants that and not everybody gets that, but they can. Exactly. And so we talk about it all the time. We're like, we wish everyone would just like get out of their comfort zone, so to speak, um, on different levels, right. To find their person because the connection that we have, I would want, for everyone. Um, I feel so thankful that obviously I found her really quick, which is really bizarre. And every single day we think our lucky stars, right. Um, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I mean, you really, you have one life to live, right. And at the end of it, you know, the most important thing is, you know, how happy you're, you lived it, you know, that you have happy and, you know, and yeah, finding that is, it's definitely worth it mm-hmm. because I think moms, especially, um, they, ex- they just like put themselves last, um, a lot, you know, and they think that they are undeserving to shake up everything. Um, but like on the other side, you know, I'm a better mom because of this. Mm-hmm. My kids see a happier version of their mom and you know, I'm not going to say I'm happy 24 seven because we got to keep it real here. Motherhood is still hard, but you know, I'm getting my, like, she sees my heart, right. And she helps me with my emotions. She sees me for who I am. We have these conversations and that connection that like, it can only pour back into your children. Like, because I'm for once, I feel like filling my cup, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, with her and just like outside of our relationship as well, you know, because I'm finally asking myself, what do I want? Right. So what has that looked like after you guys met and, you know, your kids were really young. Yeah. What were were they when you came out and did you come out to them? 
Yeah, actually, we we did. We talked about them. We asked them, like, you know, we told them age appropriate stories for the time. Obviously, that narrative is changing. How uh, old were they when you when this happened? Yeah, one and three. And so now they are three and five. And oh, the youngest one knows no different. <laughs> he just knows Maddie and mommy to be together. Like this just is life. And honestly, Elliot too. Like he was three. Um, and he never once wanted more information as to why we weren't sharing a bed anymore. He was like, it's fine. I have more room for me in mommy's bed. You know, like he does not, they don't know the social constructs. Right. And they don't know that things are really changing. They got like a bonus mom now who plays with them far more than I do. And they're happy. Mm -hmm. I'm still in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. We still have our, that's the thing is like, we still live in the same house. So not a lot has changed, right? We added someone and just moved him into a different room. <laughs> yeah, so I want to know, like, the logistics of everything because, you know, I think it's amazing and fantastic and very rare. Yeah. So I, I just was wondering, like, how – what what did that look like? What did the, the decisions look like for that? Um, and, you know, how has that been? How do other people react? Um, you know, uh, and and – I guess then, obviously, right now, Maddie, we just spoke your, what, two, what, three weeks away from being due? Yeah. You're going to have a baby. And I want to hear everything. So (laughs) I'm going to, like, just let you have the floor and just go with it. Okay. Um, Where do we start? (laughs) I guess starting with the logistics and everything. Because you do, you still live with Christopher and your kids. in the same house you were. Yep. Okay. Um, thankfully, our house is like long enough now that we have like a s- split floor plan. So he took over the office um, and that's now his bedroom. And I am still in the master bedroom. And um, we decided that we weren't really toxic to begin with. We just obviously fell short in one area. We were best friends before we got married or started dating. <laughs> basically the same thing. And so, um, you know, we just both made a conscious decision to like travel back to that, right? Like we were just going to take it back to there. Not that anything had changed again. You know, we were basically platonic at that point too. So it just was calling it something. Um, he started dating, right. And then I started dating and you know, it just really was working out. We decided we were going to continue to do this living together under one roof for as long as this is working for both of us. And seeing that we have little kids, um, it really was, it's definitely a huge benefit. You know, we still share all the household chores. We share watching the kids, you know, we kind of have this like sense of freedom again, where, Christopher, if he just wants to go out and go play pickleball randomly, he can just go, you know, and then same with us. If she's craving some frozen yogurt, we just say, Hey, we're going to be right back. Do you want something? And then we go, you know, it's, it's like having a second lease on life. It it genuinely feels like that. Um, because as we all know, being a single parent is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and we decided that we didn't want to do that to ourselves and and do that to our kids. It was important for him to to, to see his kids every day. I mean, yeah. He says it all the time. Like yeah. he just really wanted to be able to see his kids and wake up with them in the mornings and put them to bed at night. And um, yeah, he just still wanted to be um, 
in it every day, just like we've always been. And we decided, okay, yeah, that's not normal, but we're going to keep, we're just going to do it. Okay. Now talk to me about the baby. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you go ahead. Uh, so I've always wanted to be a mother. Um, and when Lynn and I first started dating on our first date, actually, I told her that I was actively looking, um, for a co-parent and or sperm donor. Um, and I said that that's great. Uh, yeah. I have two kids. She can have one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, get pregnant. I want to uh, have, have that experience. And so then like, I think it was like our second date. Uh, she was like, well, uh, why don't we just ask Christopher? I was like, wait a second, would that be weird? And like, just trying to think logistically, yeah, like, you know, jokingly. And we laughed, kind of laughed it off. And then um, I had a couple drinks, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I think a couple months later, we had a couple more drinks and we were out and we we're like, you know, just ask Christopher, you know, because we thought it'd be nice that the children would be siblings. Um, and, you know, and we still in the picture anyways, yeah. and he makes beautiful babies. They made beautiful babies. And uh, so we said, you know, let's just ask him, you know, and I, and uh, so Linda approached him with the question because uh, he was probably more comfortable with telling her no than he would be just telling me no. So um, we told him, you know, listen, just don't, don't, you don't have to answer, you know, just, it's funny because he thought that she was going to ask him, she, she was like, oh, I have something really important I want to talk to you about. So he thought she was going to ask him to move out. So he was like, stressing it was kind of like right and i'm like no just kidding and... will you be the father of my girlfriend's baby oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so he was like okay so i obviously he took some time he thought about it and um you know his what he wanted was to make sure that he was a part of the baby's life and he wanted to be not just a silent donor which we were like duh you know we're, we're living together so you're obviously going to be um you know part of the, the, the baby's life and and he wants to be the father and i was like of course and so then uh, a couple of weeks went by and, and uh, he said, yeah. And so we started um, and so trying to get pregnant. Yeah. And so uh, we could talk about that too. You have a PCOS. Yeah, I have PCOS. So yeah. the normal, because I, I'm like super A-type, or at least I used to be. And um, I planned all my pregnancies, right? Like I tracked, uh, ovulated strips, peed on it, you know, the whole thing. Um, obviously, because I didn't really want to like have sex. So it was just... <laughs> mission yeah um and so it's really funny um is that the second time that i wanted another baby right um christopher was very upset that it only took one try (laughs) (laughs) oh no so funny um but yeah so in hindsight he's like oh my god right probably is like why did i not put two and two together yeah and so again, like all the things I thought I was like touched out, you know, all the check marks again. And we were like solving all the mysteries and it still didn't help. But now it makes a lot of sense. He says it all the time. Right. Um, so she has PCOS, which, so I tried to apply all of my A-type uh, pregnancy <laughs> experience to her. It did work. It, it took us a little bit of time. It took four months. She thinks that's like a long time. It took me three months and I don't have PCOS. But was um, it like in a clinic that you were going to, or no? So we did it at home. Yeah, we did. So we did. Um, There's a kit called Moisey Baby, mm-hmm. and it basically looks like a tampon applicator. And so when we thought she was ovulating, um, we would have him give us a sample, and he put it outside the door, um, and then we'd inseminate. Inseminate. Yeah. 
I was the inseminator. Inseminator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the inseminator. That needs to be your next tattoo. Huh? I said that needs to be your next tattoo. Yeah, right? Inseminator. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And so obviously it took us some figuring out. Um, well, we did genetic testing and everything. Just, you know, we did all the testing, the STDs, genetics, yeah. um, it, it, all of, all the tests that you would normally do if you went to a clinic. So. Yeah. So just to make sure everything was like safe and yeah. um and that this was a good idea still. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it worked. Yeah. It and worked. she kept um so the day before we got a positive pregnancy test. Um no, like maybe like two days before. Okay, I'll be back up two days. She comes home from work and she works in, in the ER for 12 hour shifts. She comes home from work and she's glowing like her skin she looks like she just woke up and i'm like and she thought i was just like blowing smoke you know i did did. (laughs) Uh, she thought i was just like you know i don't know ruffling her feathers and so i um okay so then yeah so i thought she was glowing and then the next day she was like i just want a baby you know i'm like it ain't over till it's over you know like we don't know she i thought we had missed the window i was like you're you don't you're not four months isn't really a long time even though it feels like forever yeah yeah and so i was like it's not over until you get your period right till the till the red lady sings and <laughs> we um, made a decision yes yeah. we made a decision to uh not find out the gender she was like so i was know, like let's- what if we just don't find out the gender of the baby right um before she was pregnant i knew she was pregnant because i think once you know you're pregnant it's way harder to make that decision <laughs> so i was like okay let's do it you know thinking that one i wasn't even pregnant yet you know it was the next day uh we Took a pregnancy test. Yeah, and she comes and she shows me, and you know it's the faint line thing. Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, you're pregnant. She's like, is this positive? I'm like, yeah, it is. Uh, I know. So we don't know. The, we don't know the gender. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, do you still want to do that? You know? And she's like, yeah. And well, we did it. We still don't know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And it's been like a pretty smooth, I mean, as far as like the, I, I'm just talking like as far as, you know, the three of you all, you know, sort of being involved and doctor's appointments and all of that. And it has been, it's been like a, a, a really just great situation. I mean, it seems like a dream scenario. Yeah, it literally does. Like I have moms ask me all the time, like, how do I get this set up? I'm like, well. <laughs> right. Like it's like a movie, kind of. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's been really great. The kids are very excited about the baby. You know, we tell them that they're going to have a sibling, and you know, they want to kiss the belly, and right. It's just really sweet. It's really sweet. Now I know that you guys are like obviously super happy and confident in all the things you should be in your situation, and I'm so happy for you. And I think it's amazing and i only hope you know the same kind of happiness for my own kids whatever that looks like like who the fuck cares let's just yeah but i also know that 
probably there are people out there who you encounter or who your kids encounter who are like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So people- what is that like and how do you handle that? So the main takeaway, it seems to be from all of from all Don't the worry, people- our, our listeners are used to it. We have two dogs and they probably- Okay. <laughs> Um, oh so so cute oh my god and you even have the perfect fucking dog yeah i have two of them they're so beautiful oh my gosh so um the people the overlying message from most of everyone is that they like feel bad for christopher and so i get it right like the grief of the marriage and me coming out and finding out late and sometimes people don't understand that in front of him yeah and and um but and they think it's like unsustainable like poor guy and all this stuff you know but the thing is is that um, first of all we're not holding him hostage (laughs) second of all you know he too benefits immensely from this scenario from this setup you know he too doesn't have to worry when he comes home late right if it's his time to watch the kids um you know he also comes home and dinner is on the table you know I like to do the cooking so he comes home and there's food ready or there's food in the fridge and waiting the kids for him. are taken care of and yeah yeah and so we still split all these chores you know we help each other out um because too often we forget how how hard it is to do to be an adult like honestly just like doing stuff all on your own and you know he has a family here that we support him and we're here for him and you know through ups and downs in his life as well and you've given him you know i think also for people who stay together with their partner because they think it's quote unquote not fair to leave you're also giving him an opportunity to give him the love story he deserves and to have that opportunity rather than you know like a sexless marriage for life is a really you know it's 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 definitely is um, like you said, you have one life. Like, do you really want to, <laughs> what'd you say? No, just like, you're like, it is. It I don't is, even know what the right word is. I know, but it's, it's, not, it's like unfair. It's you unfair. Know? So yeah. That's the thing is he is a very touchy person, you know? And so it started at that. That was like the first question I kept asking myself is like, why can't I sleep with him? Why don't I like it when he touches me, kisses me? I'm like, I couldn't understand why. Um, and it started there. That was literally the first question I ever asked myself was like, what, like, he's a great guy, you know, and I wanted him to have someone who wanted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just- you weren't walking around at that time, like, oh, that guy's attractive. And maybe I'll, maybe I would feel, you know, more chemistry with that guy. There was none of that. You just knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we went through this together, you know, me and him, the whole thing. And, um, there was no like infidelity, you know, and that comes with a lot of weight on a relationship. And that's why I feel like we don't have a toxic relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. for for us, you know, like I, I didn't betray him or, you know, all all the things we kind of tackled this together. Right. And did you, um, do you worry at all about like, you know, I assume he doesn't have a partner right now. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he does. And they're cool with it and it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They've been together for like almost a year too. So that's incredible. Yeah. She's just a little more private. So that's why we don't see her face, you know, Uh 
with us and stuff. And we respect that decision. Totally. Oh, Um, that's awesome. All right. So tell me about once this baby comes, like, is it going to be, I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, it's always mayhem, but um, I mean, it's just going to, I mean, Maddie, you're like, I mean, at least you're, you're in really good hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so lucky. I couldn't be in a more ideal situation. Right. Right. But still it's, you know, every new baby is like, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, shit show at first to some degree even though it's you know magical and all that yeah it's definitely a shit show baby yeah we set up like um guidelines and boundaries around that time for us both emotionally you know like no matter what our days look like how cranky and tired we get like I'm here you know because I remember you know it's just important to say you know like Mm -hmm no matter what we think or feel, we're going to put it on the side burner for like three months. We could talk about it, of course, but no, like, you know, I'm just reminding her how hard it's going to be. And I'm here for her. Aww, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's all of awesome. Us. Of course. Yeah. And I know, do you guys live in Florida? You live in Florida. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, I, you know, I have to ask. Yeah. Everything going on in Florida. Uh, we, quite you know, like our, have a family that doesn't look like other families and everything. And look, I live in New Jersey, which is a pretty progressive state. It still would be, you know, kind of a difficult thing to go into elementary school and be like my two moms and my dad. And, you know, this is my, you know, mom's girlfriend, girlfriends yeah. be with my dad. Like, you know, no matter what it is. And listen, I think it's teaching your kids that you do everything you have to, to be happy and, you know, you embrace it and you're hurting no one and all, more love is good love. Yes. But, um, but I, I also know Florida and I also know kids and, you know, all this stuff. So I'm just wondering if you guys like, you know, have, have spoken about all of that and how y'all handle it and, yeah, we have conversations uh, with the kids. We, um, especially Elliot, because he's getting ready to go into kindergarten. Um, you know, I don't know if in kindergarten it's something that's really, you know, something that's really going to come up. Uh, but I, I do feel like in middle school and high school, um, you know, they, you know, when they start talking more about their families and stuff. Um, but yeah, we try to, you know, once a month or so check in with them and just kind of ask them and, you know, if they have any questions um and we kind of give them the narrative so that they can't just kind of make up their own stories so that we are all on the same page you know like um we remind him how lucky he is to have three people in this house who love him and you know that like maddie truly is like a bonus mom you know she makes mommy happy she makes papa happier you know makes all of us like better better and um you know just kind of paint the picture for him so he so he doesn't come up with like his own answers that I don't know maybe are confusing for him you know and mm-hmm. that, that I love her but I, I I still love them you know like nothing right. all, all the things we talk cover all the topics and yeah. but everybody like, loves everybody <laughs> are you worried at all in school you know with all the don't say gay stuff and everything are you worried that they won't be able to express you know, their life about their family as, is there any part of you that's like worried about being in the state and everything that's going on? And tell me if to shut up at any point, if you want to, no, no, no. But yeah, I, no. I, I do, I do know that it's, you know, I mean, I'm all the way in New Jersey and I'm pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. 
you know, I can only imagine what it's like to be in it and, you know, see that it might not be going in a great direction. Yeah, no, we talk about it almost every single day. Um, you know, to the point where we're like, do we flee or do we stay and fight? Like, it's just this, and I'm not even sure that it's a fight that we could win, right? Because these decisions are being made without even, um, like vote, like voting about it. Like, yeah. I, I just, it's something that are, these decisions like are being made for us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've discussed moving and oh. obviously we are, um, concerned, uh, to yeah. say the least. I don't know what this is really going to look like yeah. for him. I don't want my kids to grow up in a place that is, um, yeah. Unsupportive. That's, That's what? going backwards. Going backwards. Yeah. 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 Um, this is not progress. Um, right. I don't, we really don't want any part of that. We mm. don't want our kids to be hindered. Right. Because I wouldn't change any part of my story because of where I am now, but you know, like for my kids too, like I, I want them to be exposed as early as possible to have these narratives of happy gay families and history and all the things that matter, you know, that, mm. that they're trying to like wipe away. Do you have a pretty good, like, do you have a pretty strong LGBTQ community by you that you could sort of like get support from and advice from and everything? Yeah, we definitely live really close to like one of the biggest uh, gay cities in yeah, gay town um, <laughs> in Florida. I don't know. In uh-huh. the um, so very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now is that school system a little bit more progressive or it's it's all of them? That's a good question, actually. Uh I feel like this is all like unraveling. Yeah, of course. Some teachers um, are so not for this. So they're doing their own, you know, they're doing their own thing. Right. And just hope that my son gets one of those teachers for now. Right. Yeah. I was recently in Florida um, and, you know, my my brother-in-law has family there and we went to um his cousin's house for dinner and you know my whole thing is with her she um she was telling me all about you know because you hear about moms of liberty and everything and she's on the opposite end of it and she's like well you're not hearing what we're doing to fight it and she was basically like telling me you know all about this movement that we don't really hear about on you know on social media or in um you know articles as much because you know but there is a huge movement against the don't say gay you know with with moms and with schools and everything she's like you know she's like we are growing it's a growing population and we're doing all the things and you know so um so i do know that there is certainly like a lot of support and everything yeah there's definitely like two um that a friend of mine told me about recently i reached out to them i'm like how can i help like what can i do i want to be a part of this um and also there's like billboards, like there's people who are, you know, going against the movement yeah. that just say gay on it. like yep, egg love it. Yep. You know? So there's those things, you know, that we see happening. So that's why it's like, we're here, but it's not really like happening to, I, I don't like, how do you describe it? It's like, we know it's happening, but we also know that there are people fighting and I still feel, I, I still, I don't feel um, threatened I, I still feel very secure um, at this time. Yeah. Uh, but I can't say that that's what's going to happen. I don't know. Next I, year, or how I'm going to feel in the next year, or depending yeah. on who our next president is and all that stuff. So, right. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I think that's 
it's it's just, the, there's no other answer except that yeah we gotta wait and see how it all yeah um i also want to um talk a little bit about your book linda because I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put pictures up and everything it is so adorable and so great and so on point can you just tell everybody um a little bit about it and what you you know why you wrote it what you were hoping to achieve and i mean it's it's so great thank you i actually obviously wrote it um but i also designed it and i also illustrated it so literally the whole wow. thing, yeah, I did everything. I designed the cover. I drew every single picture. I I did all the graphic design, basically, because that's actually my background. Um, so I did the whole thing, the whole thing. My whole oh. heart and soul is into that book. Um, and I wrote the book that I wish I had as a new mom questioning everything. Like, what did I do? Did I ruin my life? Why is this so hard? Why doesn't it look this hard for everybody? And, you know, now we are definitely having this conversation more, but five years ago I felt alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I started my platform. And my book is just every bit of that and more just kind of an explanation as to why it's okay, why you deserve to still take care of yourself. You know, I think that's like a whole new thing is where we talk about families being like baby forward or like family forward, which I love, you know, because we still matter. Moms still matter. Like we still deserve deserve happiness. We still deserve to enjoy our lives. Like it's so often in that first year you lose yourself, which is normal. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, but like, don't give up on re finding yourself, I guess is the, the message too, you know? Yeah, it's called The Mom Life, The Sweet, The Bitter, and The Bittersweet Fruits of Motherhood. Um, So I'll put it up everywhere. And it's great. It would make a great baby shower gift, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's definitely um, more geared towards, like, that new mom feelings. And so, but those don't expire, right? Like, those can travel on through many years. And so there's no age range on when it's a good read. But if you get it in early, hopefully you won't struggle the way I struggled. Um, something else that's really funny is the byline. I kind of wanted to say it used to be sweet, sour, and rotten fruits of motherhood, but like that's kind of harsh. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I don't know, yeah, so you know, <laughs> well, I'm so excited for both of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk, and I cannot wait to like. I mean, I have. You have to come back on. Yeah, well, in two years from today. No, before that, honestly. But I can't wait. I'm assuming hopefully you're going to share, you know, everything on social and everything. And I will be keeping up with it. Um, And you're both great. I'm so happy for you both. And um, I just think it's really incredible. And um, yeah, next time we're in Florida. Yeah, I'm coming to Gay Town. Love it. Thank you so much for having us. Thank Thank you you guys. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com